The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to the 20,000 people in 1,000 regions across the globe who listened to our show in the first three months of this year, and specifically to our listeners around the world in Czechoslovakia, Thailand, and Sweden and in the states of Montana, Virginia, and Illinois. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Monitor your progress. If you're working on releasing your anger, for instance, ask yourself, is the intensity of my anger diminished? Is the duration of my anger shorter? Is my recovery time faster? Is the amount of time between angry outbursts greater? When you're changing a behavior, it's important to notice small changes over time. Give yourself credit for your progress and celebrate your victories. 
my next workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Moving Beyond Guilt, Shame, and Blame, will help you release the emotions and thoughts that keep you from actualizing your limitless higher self. Fear is the absence of love. The two cannot coexist in the same moment. Self-blame, shame, resentment, guilt are all aspects of fear. Each of us can choose to stop creating our own hell and start living in joy. It is an internal feeling that is not determined by external circumstances. By connecting with your soul, you can let go of the negativity in your life and attract what you truly want, including healthy relationships, peace, wealth, and physical health. In this workshop, you will learn how fear shows up as anger, guilt, shame, blame, self-criticism, and resentment. And begin letting go of these and other harmful thoughts and emotions. See every experience as a blessing. Learn how thoughts and emotions affect aging, DNA, and memory. Learn a five-minute daily technique to increase IQ and emotional well-being. Gain new energy by releasing negativity. Learn strategies to use on your own and leave feeling lighter, happier, and at peace. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living this Sunday, May 15th, 2 o'clock. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of, of, of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Donald Altman, who will talk with us about mindfulness practices to clear emotional clutter. Last week, we spoke with Brad Warner, who helped us understand more about Buddhism and, in particular, the sect that he wrote about in his book, Don't Be a Jerk. Soto Zen is one of the largest and most influential sects of Zen Buddhism. As is true with so much in life, Brad accidentally discovered Soto Zen when he took what he thought would be an easy college class. Life has a funny way of turning us in new and unexpected directions. The founder of Brad's sect, Dojin, is considered Japan's greatest Zen master. 
Although he lived 800 years ago, he was ahead of his time in his respect for women. He held female practitioners and teachers in high regard. We need voices like his today just as much as we did 800 years ago. To learn more, listen to last week's show by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on radio show at the top of the navigation. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. My silver lining story today is a continuation of last week's story. In a nutshell, the plumbers finally found the leak, repaired it, and left my home by 1.30 last Thursday morning. At that point, much of my kitchen floor had been reduced to a few piles of cement. I told them that they had to wait until after my radio to show, radio show to come back and finish the work because I couldn't have people working in the house while I was talking to all of you. The first silver lining was my taking care of myself and being perfectly clear as to what my needs were. The second one was that I was not at all distracted during the show by the chaos in my kitchen. I knew it was there, but it just didn't matter because I also knew that it was temporary and it would get settled when I could give my attention to it after the show. My next silver lining was a couple days later when I was telling my daughter about the chaos in my kitchen that had been going on the night before the show. Having read the promotional material for the show, she wisely said, well, that gave you an opportunity to practice acceptance. Not only did it warm my heart that my daughter was in tune with how I would respond, but it also gave me a much appreciated opportunity to laugh over the whole situation. Laughter truly is the best medicine. Next, I noticed the synchronicity of having written my promotional material for today's show with a focus on spring cleaning. Without conscious intention, I wound up doing a deep spring cleaning physically and emotionally corresponding with the write-up about this show. Since a series of decorating decisions were forced by a water leak, it's important to point out that water is a symbol for emotions and the unconscious. The fact that they had to dig up so much of my floor and so deeply into the ground under the floor and that it took so long to find the leak all indicate that what was coming up from my unconscious were deeply buried emotions. For me, that was the best silver lining. None of it was fun, but it was all extremely important. Letting go of the emotions that are so deeply buried and hard to get to brings the greatest reward. In this case, it was deep-seated family anger that had been passed down through multiple generations. Now I have a new emotional foundation within myself of peace and a new physical foundation, which reminds me of my success every time I go into the kitchen.
Because the flooding had extended from the kitchen to the dining room, the carpet also got ruined. The forced decision to get new carpeting then caused a series of other updates to get everything in sync. They were all things that I kept putting off because I didn't want to take the time. Being partway through the process, I'm glad I was forced into it. It truly gave me an opportunity to get rid of emotional and physical clutter, which made possible the transformation within me and my home. My clients are also working on clearing their emotional clutter. One client who has made tremendous progress in healing the trauma of an abusive childhood came to our session this week with a lot of anger. She said, I feel like my life was stolen from me. When she got to the tears, the healing began. The fact is, that she has a right to feel that way. But if she stays in that thought process, she allows her family to steal and destroy her current life. As we release the anger and sadness, we make room for the good things in life. When all we can see is the pain, then that is what our life becomes. When we see the bigger picture, the learning, the knowledge, the wisdom, the growth, then we are living our lives, not just surviving. Another client was able to feel that growth. She came in beaming with the news that her yoga teacher had noticed how strong she has become. The teacher made a point of saying that she didn't just mean physical strength. This was the highest compliment. My client's inner strength has evolved through the process of letting go of that emotional clutter that Donald Altman talks about in his book. The process I use with my clients allows them to let go of what they are ready to release when they are ready. A new client is just beginning to let himself feel, which is the first step in letting go. If you aren't aware of your emotions, you can't release them. As we are finishing our first session, focused on releasing the blockages to his eating in a healthy way, he began to feel nauseous. He felt a great wave of gratitude, knowing that his healing had begun because he could feel and identify the nausea. Last week, I came across this piece that I wrote in 1998. Obviously, the universe was guiding me to finally let go of the family anger that has blocked my peace and joy. Here is a window into my process of accepting responsibility for letting go of my emotional clutter. Who am I angry with? Does it have to be just one person? I'm really angry with all of the people who push me in a direction I don't want to go, who make me look at myself, who make me stand up for myself, who make me shout, No, you can't do that to me. No, I won't allow you to cross that line one more time. No, I will not be a victim again. You're a victim. Or should I turn it around and say, I won't let you play persecutor to my need to be a victim ever again. When I draw the same situations into my life over and over again, can I really blame the other? 
can I really say they did it to me? Who am I really angry with? Myself for allowing it? Ah, uh, is that me being the victim again? Maybe. So who can I be angry with? My father? He's easy. Yes, I loved him and he me. And he made all of our lives miserable with his rage, his judgment, his abuse. Yes, I can feel my anger and hurt. And I can also feel the hurt that he had with no way out, no ability to look at himself. So here I am, once again, being the understanding one. But I was a little child. He was supposed to protect me. And so it goes round and round in circles. I keep looking for a protector when the truth is I must learn to protect myself. I'm angry at the part of me that still wants protection, the part that still buckles under and lets everyone else's needs, wants come first. As strong as I've gotten, there's still some magnet that draws to me people who need, want me to take care of them. And before I know it, there I am again, being taken advantage of. So maybe... I need to learn to think before I respond to another's needs and demands. Before I offer my precious energy, I need to ask, is this good for me? Is this good for me? Is this good for me? Our guest today, Donald Altman, is the author of Clearing Emotional Clutter and several other books about mindfulness. He's a practicing psychotherapist and former Buddhist monk, an award-winning writer, and an expert on mindful eating. He teaches in the neurobiology program at Portland State University. Donald has trained thousands of mental health therapists and healthcare workers on how to use mindfulness as a tool for managing depression, anxiety, pain, and stress. He is known as America's mindfulness coach for the way he integrates mindfulness tools, neuroscience, and spiritual values. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Moving Beyond Guilt, Shame, Blame, or to schedule one in your area. Then click on store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, and go to calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Donald Altman to talk about clearing emotional clutter. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, 
and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 866-472-5795. Or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down the emotions that are blocking your fulfillment. I'm so pleased to welcome Donald Altman to talk with us about clearing emotional clutter. Welcome, Donald. Oh, hi, hi, Paula. It's, it's really a pleasure to be here with you today. And I was uh, listening in and really love the stories that you were sharing with your listeners about uh, that emotional clutter. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, I, and I so appreciate what you do as well. I think our work and our mindset and belief systems and uh, are very much in sync. So mm. it's truly a pleasure um, to have you on. And, and for those who really aren't deep into this work and, and this concept of emotional clutter might be new to them, what do you mean when you talk about that? Well, uh, when I talk about emotional clutter, I'm talking about anything really that can fill up our mind. And, you know, with physical clutter, it's very obvious. It's out there. You can see it. And with emotional clutter, sometimes we're living with it and we don't even know. And that could be all the anxious thoughts that are maybe filling up our head. Maybe we're dwelling on something from the past. Maybe uh, there's a family uh, clutter that we carry with us that gets in the way of relationships. Maybe it's just the daily wear and tear or the grind of getting through the day that leaves us feeling overwhelmed. And all of that really puts us into a state where we're not in harmony and we're 
we're maybe emotionally off-center, we're dysregulated, and we're not really able to participate fully in this moment. And, uh, and, and, and that's a shame, really, isn't it? Because this is where we can really uh, experience the, the great joy and treasure of life is being here right now. Absolutely. And there are so many things that distract us from that, that run in the back of our minds that sometimes we don't even know are there. Um, And so how does one even begin to get in touch? Because so many people think that all that is normal or don't even hear the things that are happening in their head. Let me, let me share a story, if I could, about someone that I had worked with. And this is a woman who came in to see me, uh, and she was, I think, in probably in her early 60s. And during the initial uh, session with her, I was trying to get a broad range of information. She kept returning to one particular story, and she would say, you know, my mother, she abused me. She mistreated me. And she returned to this story several times, and I, I told her how impo- I, could re- I knew that the story was important, and we would get to hear more about that in detail. But at one point, she came to it again, and I finally I said, you know, I, I said, uh, I, you've told that story many, many times already here today, and I'm curious, have you ever tried to count how many times you tell yourself that story in the course of a day? And she leaned forward in her chair, and I'll never forget it, uh, Paula. She looked at me, and uh, almost like she went out of a trance, and she said, you know, it's funny you ask me that. I have tried to count how many times I tell that story, but I always lose track. And then she said, but I do know that when I don't tell that story, I'm a lot happier. <laughs> so there was some recognition of how she is almost like, you know, your car is stuck in a rut, and your, your tires are spinning and you can't get out. And believe it or not, that's actually hardwiring your brain in a way that even uh, makes that story more prominent in your life. And so one of the tools that I have in my book, Clearing Emotional Clutter, and it's filled with a lot of tools, I have a chapter called Inner Facebooking. And inner Facebooking is a way to start to notice and recognize where your mind is going. So you're not just lost in thought, and we've all heard that phrase, right? But you're actually able to uh, create uh, what I call constructively distancing from your thoughts, just creating some space so you can notice them and look at them. And the idea here is that, you know, just like uh, you put up a, a Facebook post, what's happening in your life, there's a second Facebook, which is an inner Facebook. You're putting up posts in your mind all the time. You could also think of it as, as taking an inner selfie, for example. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> taking an inner selfie of your thoughts, and then uh, start to notice what those selfies are. And as you start to notice the selfies, if you notice that the selfies are making you feel a certain way, that's very important. Do your selfies, you know, do they make you feel uh, happy? Do they make you feel fulfilled? Do they make you feel dissatisfied? Do they make you feel that you're inadequate in some way, that, uh, you know, that you're um, not uh, efficient or not effective in your life? And so then it's important, once we start to recognize those inner selfies or the inner Facebook posts, to start to put up the more accurate, more uh, realistic and positive ones, not to be phony about it, but to recognize we all have strengths and to, and to put up uh, more accurate posts in your, uh, in your mental landscape. And you really, you can think of it as cultivating the garden, the beautiful garden of mind that you would like. And so you've got to pull out some weeds. Any gardener will tell you weeds are going to grow up and grow in any garden. That's natural, but you want to be aware of that. And then plant the seeds of the kind of, of garden that you would like your mind to develop into. 
And, and I think that a lot of us, or I'll speak personally, I know when I was first beginning this process that you're talking about, what I would do is notice, well, if I did it, anyone can, it's no big deal. Or let's just, that's crossed off my list, let's move on, and all I see is not what I've done, but what I still have to do. So there's no um, ability or um, permission to see, I hadn't, wasn't able to give myself the permission to see my own strengths, to value it. It was always, what's next? Yeah, and, and I think it's important to know that, as you say, you know, anybody can do this. This is just a skill that you're learning. How to and, and uh, how to notice what your thoughts are and how to notice what your emotions are and when you do that, there's new brain science and I and I, and I like to include and I include research and science in declaring emotional clutter book that when you start to notice your emotions, for example, you are not in the grip of that emotion anymore. You're now observing it with a sense of curiosity. You're actually examining it from a different place in the brain, and you're also regulating that emotional part of the brain, the reactive part of the brain that can trigger the fight-or-flight response, you're quieting that down. So you're really bringing yourself into a calmer, more relaxed place when you start to notice how you're feeling. So you're processing your emotions from a different part of the brain. And it's, and it's uh, you know, like I say, this is a skill that anyone can learn how to do, and so the more you do it, uh, the more effective you get, and it changes how you think in the future. The beautiful thing we're learning now is that the brain is very, uh, uh, what's called plastic, or, you know, it's even the term uh, self-directed neuroplasticity, that you can change the brain from the inside out just by your thoughts. This was, this was believed to be impossible not too many years ago, uh, and now we're learning that it is possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to what you were saying about thinking and feeling. And a lot of people, when they're not aware of their feelings, even if you say, how do you feel? They'll say, I think. Or mm. yeah, they can't even identify what the what their what the feeling is within themselves because they've blocked those feelings for so long. Yeah, and also we're we're a very mental culture, aren't we? I mean, people were up in our heads a lot, and um, you know, I loved uh, Joseph Campbell, who was a wonderful philosopher. He said uh, something to the effect that you know the we, the mind is not the primary organ; the body is the primary organ, actually, and that we need to experience the body to know what we're really feeling. And so I uh, uh, have a lot of practices in this book, for example, for getting people back into the body and really sensing what's happening there uh, and not just getting caught in the head uh, because, uh, you know, we can have uh, uh, many, many thoughts in the course of a day. Uh, in fact, scientists, this is kind of interesting, scientists have said we could have between 25 to 125 thoughts per second. So let's take the low range of that, and I've actually done the math. It comes out to about 75,000 thoughts in the course of a day. But if you're stuck in your head and you identify with those thoughts, I mean, how many of those 75,000 thoughts tell you something really profound about yourself? And I'd like your listeners to really think about that. How many of those thoughts are even accurate? 
but many of them are just conditioned thoughts, old thoughts, reactive thoughts, and they really don't tell you anything about yourself, and yet many times we grab onto those thoughts, and they can pull us in different directions. So one antidote to that, to that, um, uh, just that generating of thoughts that the mind can do, and there's nothing wrong with that, it means your mind is working, but it's to just get into the body. And, and um, so uh, just for example, uh, I would like your listeners just to notice how you're sitting. So if you're sitting or if you're standing, you could do this. But let's say you're sitting. I just want you to notice how your body feels in the chair. Where is it making contact with the chair? Where is there more pressure? Where is there maybe less pressure? I want you to notice your feet on the floor, and you could even press your feet into the floor and feel rooted, grounded, really connected to the earth. So here you are, you're really coming into the body. And then I want you to even be aware of your posture and um, to have a nice uh, erect but relaxed posture, kind of a calm and dignified posture. Imagine, imagine, for example, if you were having tea with the Queen of England, how you would sit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so just to have this wonderful... Um, Faithfulness to this moment, just sitting just to sit, unitasking, right? And, uh, and that can be very beautiful. And so it's very easy to start this practice of, of uh, just dropping out of the mind and into the body. And then you can start to notice where the tension is, where the tightness is, where the emotions are, if there's negativity. You can even, even imagine uh, we can do this even now. Just take a nice breath in. And picture that breath going to any part of the body where there's tension, tightness, or negativity. And then exhale it out. Let the breath carry it away. Picture the breath carrying that tightness or tension out, down, down the body, out, down the legs, and out, down through the bottom of the feet, back into the earth for recycling. And you could take as many of these soothing breaths as you want. And so you could do this a minute here or there throughout the day as you need it. Isn't that a beautiful and very simple practice? I love it, and as I was doing that, I actually got a physical release, almost like a chiropractic mm. adjustment um, <laughs> yeah. in my neck. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you for letting me share that. Yes, and I wanted to also support or emphasize what you're saying, and that was actually how I began to get connected to myself and to stop all the thoughts and to begin to feel was by learning to connect with my body. I did it through yoga initially. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, um, I, I remember the time I worked with a woman, maybe some of your listeners will relate to this. She was filled with anxiety. She had uh, a couple of young children in this one, uh, and she would have all these anxious worries about, I mean, really horrible things, horrendous things happening to her children, accidents and things like that. And she was, and I had gotten her into doing this body practice. And one day, and she would have anxiety attacks around these bad things happening to her kids, of course, which never really happened. But she was driving her, her son to a soccer practice one day. And um, as she told me the story, she said, she felt a sensation in her chest because I was getting her to notice what was happening in the body, and she, her chest was getting tight. And right in that moment, she was able to do this breathing, able to relax her hands on the steering wheel of the car, and, and actually interrupted what probably would have been uh, an anxiety attack in the past. And she was able to notice the body's, you know, the body has an early warning system and allows us to tune in and listen to what's happening there. And so she could sense the tightness, which before 
she'd never noticed it until it was too late. Beautiful. And I love all these tools that you give people to help them affect change. I remember a number of years ago reading an article by a social worker who essentially gave his mother permission to worry all the time because maybe that was preventing what was going to happen. And I thought, my goodness, somebody who works in helping people would actually say that and <laughs> and it, it just um, shocked yeah. me. And so, what is your take on that? Hmm. Well, you know, if if you are going to worry, limit it to you know, worry as hard as you can for one minute, and then let it go. Uh, <laughs> that, that's my advice on that. Um, and you know, we are going to worry about things, and 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 I'm not saying that we can never stop doing that or never stop being reactive. I mean, I've done this work for many years now, and I still have reactive thoughts. My luggage was missing from a flight where I was doing some workshops, and when I saw it didn't come off the carousel, I had had reactive thoughts. I mean, we're, we're human, and that's going to happen. And so we also need to invite the sense of self-acceptance as part of this practice and not to have to try to think that we need to get it perfect, that we can't have these thoughts, we can't have these emotions. That's part of living. as part of life also, as you mentioned earlier, and... And uh, sometimes we need to just sit with those emotions until we're ready to let them let them go. Yes, and yeah. I think it's how long, though, and how often and so on. So my guess is you caught yourself pretty quickly when you had that reactive thought and right. didn't just stay yeah. in that fear. And no, I, I'm pretty good at, uh, <laughs> at uh, catching it now and then... Uh, letting it go, and not resisting the conditions. I mean, the luggage was gone. Now, I could have fought against that. I could have, uh, you know, um, really, uh, you know, carried that around with me the rest of the day, but uh, that wouldn't change the fact that the luggage was gone. And so, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, that energy we put into resisting the way things are is, is really not helping us. Uh, and that produces another kind of suffering, doesn't it? So, but we can notice the, you know, notice what's happening and do the best we can in that situation, and then we need to move on. And, um, and that, you know, that's exactly what I tried to do. I was, you know, it's funny. There was a guy in the airport who he lost his luggage too, and he, uh, and I was in this uh, line. Um, I was actually talking to the gate agent about my luggage, and this guy came up and he says, "I was in this line a minute ago," and he started going on a rant at me. And I said, "Well, I'm sorry. I, you know, we've all lost our luggage, and I." You know, I know how you feel. And he apologized to me. He, he said, you know, I just got, I was just upset. And and then, I, I you know, we, we all tried to let it go. Uh, there are frustrations in life. And, and that's the thing, uh, that's the thing about clearing emotional clutter is we don't have to tie the knot tighter and carry it with us like a big bundle of knots. We can untie it in the moment or, you know, pretty quickly. And that's a beautiful thing, isn't it, to know that we can start to recognize what's happening and release it and just try to do the best we can under difficult circumstances. Yes, and also I think the compassion and empathy and calmness with which you responded to him allowed him to accept what was going on and to deal with mm. it in a calmer way. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think I think one of the keys is here is that you said the compassion word. And I think that can go a long way toward helping anybody remove clutter 
and I, I do have a whole chapter about that. I mean, the word compassion means to be with suffering, and who hasn't had some form of suffering? Uh, in my workshops, Paul, I like to ask, uh, does anybody here in the workshop, anybody here have a difficult person in your life? And, they, of course, everybody raises their hand. They kind of laugh, right? We all have yes, somebody and I'm, I'm going to ask you to hold that because oh, okay. that's going to be really um, an important aspect of our next segment. So we're going to okay. take... A quick break here. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom and healing at deep levels. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now in your paper, write down what you're going to do to get rid of the emotions that are blocking your fulfillment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Donald Altman to talk more about clearing emotional clutter. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down what you're going to do to get rid of the emotions that are blocking your fulfillment. And I'm so glad we're here with Donald Altman to talk more about clearing emotional clutter. Um, Donald, you were just beginning to talk with us about difficult people. <laughs> all of, all right. of us have that in our lives. <laughs> we all have those people, don't we? And I think one, one of the wonderful ways that we can start to um, even appreciate those difficult people is to understand that really uh, the nature of suffering and the nature of being human is that if you have a human mind, and it's not an easy um, I mean, it can be a very joyful experience, of course. At the same time, it can be very challenging to have a human mind and a human body that ages, and uh, we have losses in our life, we experience grief, and, and no one is immune to this. Everyone uh, must experience this. And so what would it be like to look at the, that difficult person in your life uh, from that perspective, understanding that maybe their suffering is overflowing, maybe they, their container is is not large enough to hold it all, and it's over. It may be overflowing on you, and but at the same time, if you could understand that uh, they are suffering, and we're not. This is not, of course, you're not trying to excuse abuse or allow somebody to continue that, but at least you could start to um, come at uh, understanding uh, from a deeper perspective, and uh, knowing that uh, no one is immune to suffering, and and also there's a uniqueness to each of us. And so we don't have to boil somebody down into, uh, you know, oh, there were this or that. Uh, because really, when you're looking in somebody's eyes, I want, and, and imagine this for a moment, you look at some, someone with 100 billion neurons in the brain, and each neuron has between 1,000 to 50,000 connections, and that's the equivalent of more, than, more connections than there are stars in the universe. And uh, every time I say that, uh, Dr. Paula, I am uh, just astounded, and I, I can't even really wrap my mind around that, but it really points out how unique each of us is, that we're each the most unique person in the entire universe. And so uh, we don't, maybe we don't have to define ourselves in narrow terms, and we don't have to do that to others. We can look at uh, com- with compassion, and what I call them, a compassionate presence, to see how we can maybe just be more curious and open, to, even to that difficult person in our life, setting aside our assumptions, even for one minute, and just making space, uh, letting, uh, letting our you know, um, container empty a bit, making space for this other person. Absolutely. We are so many things, and finding yeah. the beauty in each person at the same time, and, and the tricky thing, I think, with difficult people is to also be able to protect ourselves to have the compassion the acceptance to see the good but also not to then leave ourselves open and vulnerable right i i had somebody who had a mother who was very critical and this this woman had a very very difficult time with her mother and she said uh yeah uh that if uh and, and this woman had a couple children. She said, "If I'm if I'm too uh, you know uh, involved in my children's lives, my mother says I'm a helicopter mother. But if I give them a little space, then I'm being neglectful." 
bullshit. I can't win no matter what I do. And so what I had her. So what I said was, I said, I'd like you to the next time you're with your mother is not to pay so much attention to the words that she says, but I want you to listen beneath the surface. I want you to hear what's what's below there, and um, just to get very curious and to set your assumptions aside and. Uh, See if you can understand what uh, the emotional subtext is, and even just really paying attention to her gestures and the body language, and, and not getting reactive, but allowing yourself to uh, be aware in a new way. And this woman came back to me and said, "You know, I uh, I was able to be with my mother, and I uh, and I, I tried to listen below what she was saying." And she said, "I for the first time, I I understand my mother is lonely." And she, she's trying to connect with me, but she doesn't know how. But it changed her whole perspective from that her mother was just being critical to actually her mother uh, was was feeling very lonely and wanted to connect with her daughter. So sometimes we, uh, we you know, sometimes we need to, um, to empty ourselves in order to, uh, to listen and be uh, more present with others. Uh, and that's, prob- a, that's a wonderful tool to have. Yes, and probably also repeating a family pattern, I would think that. Oh, yeah. And so that's also a tricky uh, place to be as to how to not pass that on to the next generation when it's gone through the families. And I know you talk about epigenetics and the... Mm -hmm. um, DNA and and so on and have you what do you do how do you break those patterns on one foot <laughs> yeah I, I you know <laughs> on one foot right <laughs> <laughs> well I probably the key is just to um, to look uh, inward more and to not uh, and to not cling so much to old reactivity um, in fact, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, the Buddha was once asked, how, well, you know, what's the core of your teachings on one foot? You know, say it quickly for, before you fall over. And he said, cling to no thing whatsoever. And so here, maybe just clinging to our old ideas, clinging to our own reactivity, maybe we can let that go, and that could be hope, helpful. Also, the question, um, uh, which you kind of alluded to a little earlier when I was tuning in, which was... Um, uh, you could always ask your the question, yourself the question: Does this serve? Uh, does my reaction? Does it serve? Uh, is it serve? Does it serve me? Is it beneficial to me? Is it beneficial to the other person? And so you could always ask that. It's almost like a compass that could guide you in, uh, uh, you know, a, a useful direction. Is uh, when you, you're unsure about how to act or respond. You know, you could always ask, uh, "How does it serve?" That's a question that I often think about too. And I have to share with you, because you have a chapter on nature, and you talk about vitamin N, and I want you to talk about that five-second meditation, and I also have to share with you that my eye caught this huge, gorgeous crow stopping on my um, patio fence, which I can see from my window, and I have never had a crow land there. There was something wow. profound about what you were saying, and the crow mm. was emphasizing the magic. Not that 
everything Beautiful. that you've said wasn't profound, but I think it was a <laughs> something for me as well um, to really pay attention. So thank you. Um, and, and if you would talk about that five-second meditation and the power of nature. Sure. Uh, well, I, I have not, not personally experienced how nature has transformed really difficult uh, uh, situations in my life and helped me achieve a new kind of a deeper acceptance. And I've experienced, had clients experience it, and I have different uh, tools for working with nature, just sitting in nature. You know, we have less time for reflection than ever before, maybe less time spent in nature. And, um, and, and there's been a lot of research that shows that nature can be very healing in a lot of different ways. So I, uh, I actually have a five-second nature meditation that I talk about, and this is just uh, something you can do for one inhalation and exhalation to just to be present with nature. Breathe in, so look around, and maybe you're looking at a tree, a plant, a bird, like you said, that crow. Maybe you have a pet. Look at the sky or the ground or a leaf, a branch, a cloud, just or the empty air or water. It could be water in your cup water in a you know a lake or fountain um, your body is part of nature notice your body moving and then we take one breath just during this one breath just immerse yourself in nature breathe it in breathe in that tree you know separate the uh, that the idea of the separate outside the inside dissolve that separate illusion breathe it in breathe in the sky breathe in the cloud breathe in the uh, the tree and really all those things uh, are interconnected. Uh, and so you could do this in just five seconds. And I suggest you do it five seconds uh, several times throughout the day, here and there. And it's a, it's a wonderful way to um, really uh, come into harmony, to balance ourselves out, and uh, sometimes even to get some deeper insight. And I love... Uh, uh, you know, George Washington Carver is a great example of that. Uh, he developed, he was kind of the Thomas Edison of the peanut. So he had over 300 inventions with the peanut. And someone once asked him, uh, he said, well, you must be a great scientist. You have all these inventions, discoveries you made. And he said, well, he said, I'm not so sure about that. He said, I go out at four in the morning and I sit in silence with the plants. He said, and I found that if you sit in silence with anything, long enough, and you show it love, it will share all its secrets with you. And thank beautiful? you for sharing your secrets with us. <laughs> well, um, you're welcome. Truly, I, I do appreciate that, and I love that you call um, the time with nature the vitamin N. We mm. all need some vitamin N. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Donald, and I want to um, remind everybody to go to your website, mindfulpractices.com. Um, thank you for being with us, and have oh, a beautiful day. Well, thank you. Uh, bless you, Paula, for the work you're doing, and bless your audience, too. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on my resources page to purchase Donald's book and to my store to purchase my books. Then turn 
learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy, healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, the Ohm Awakening, and the Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally and physically click on the link to register for my workshop connecting with your soul moving beyond guilt shame and blame and go to calendar of events and press click here to send me an email please join us next thursday when sherry edwards talks with us about using the human voice to heal this is dr Polly, your cm or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.